This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you're listening to the Maps Step Back Podcast. TK. I like this, TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back three. Oh, Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fit a gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, go relax, still at a champ. Defense still coming with the Calibus flow. The man's the best on the flow. I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the GOAT. This game get cold. How's it going, everybody? It's another edition of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm not joined by my co-host, Matt Galatson, for this episode, but I do have uh, one of my DallasBasketball.com on SI colleagues. He's our draft expert, uh, return guest Richard Stamen. You you guys know him as Mavs Draft on Twitter. He's got his own website too, uh, MavsDraft.com. Richard, how you doing today? Man, it's uh, it's a day. It's the big days here. I really don't it's even know how to It's your day. Feel. This is your day <laughs> like to <my> shine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you you put in so much work. You know, this is like your Super Bowl today. So I, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we've gotten to this point. You know, it's really exciting uh, that the Mavs have a you know a lot of different options if they decide to use the picks. Even if they don't use those picks, I mean, they could still trade up and get a guy that uh, that they like that's higher than 18. But it's really exciting. There's a lot that can go on today, and like I said uh, yesterday, and I put it on Twitter and everything, we're guaranteed some type of Mavs action today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so the, 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 the lack of action these first two days since the NBA lifted the moratorium on trades, you know, uh, Mavs fans in general have been restless, and today, or tonight rather, something is going to happen, but to get started here, Richard, we, you know, you just posted your uh, Mavs draft big board on DallasBasketball.com, and you posted uh, a pretty large list there of, you know, ranked the top 15 players for pick number 18 on their big board. For time's sake, we're just going to, you know, do the top five for pick number 18. So start us with number five, and then we'll work up from there. Yeah, so number five is Precious Achua. He is a uh, forward kind of small ball center uh, from Memphis. Really great person. Uh, like the character is just outstanding. Everything, you know, he interviews very well. Um, the on-court game is he's defensive-minded, probably can guard some point guards. I think I'm one of the very few big men in the league that will be able to do that. Um, his foot speed just 
I mean, everything about his defense is outstanding. He knows how to play very well, very athletic as well. So that helps Um, on offense. He needs to kind of improve his decision-making. That's probably his biggest obstacle. Not really a shooter yet, but his form isn't terrible. Uh, The upper part is pretty good. The body, the lower body needs some improvement. Um, So he's, he's a guy that could go, he might be gone by 18 and a lot of the same thing for every one of these guys. He's, yeah. These are guys that I may not see at 18. So it's, it's 50, yeah. 50 on them. Uh, and the, number and the four, thing, oh, the thing sorry. with him, the thing with him is I, I love the upside there. I do think, you know, he, from what I've seen, I, I'm definitely not, I don't consider myself a, a draft prospect expert, but there's a lot of these guys where I've, you know, I've watched highlights of them and uh, he seems like a really high energy guy, which is kind of what the Mavs need. They need more of that. And I just don't know on the offensive end, like how how did how would you see him helping this team immediately, or is that even possible, or is he like a one or yeah. two year away guy? No, I think on offense he doesn't add much, um, but he makes the defense so much better. You know, how many times do we say how many? You know how how badly the Mavs need a defender, a lockdown defender that can yeah. switch, can guard some fours. You know then the enforcer he does all of that I think he can guard wings pretty well you know he's not gonna be able to do it every single possession that's the same for guards I know I said he guards some point guards you don't want it every time but when you get the right ma- uh, matchup he, he can take advantage of it pretty well uh, so I think he's gonna be a great team defender from day one yeah yeah if he falls to 18 I would be one I would be shocked but I would also be you know very happy too because I I feel like he's one of those guys that could very easily go in the top ten as well. But uh, anyway, we'll move on from that. Who's number four on your big board? So number four is Aaron Neesmith. Uh, he's the shooter from Vanderbilt. Uh, that's pretty yes. much his the selling point is he's a shooter. He doesn't add a ton elsewhere, um, but his shot is pretty outstanding. You know, in 14 games, I think he shot 52% on eight attempts a game. Uh, so pretty, pretty remarkable. Obviously, the sample size and competition was limited, but it's not something that you can just overlook. It's the best fourteen game stretch ever for shooting. Right. Yeah. He's a, who is a. That's the one thing I've heard about Neesmith is you know he he's has the potential to be an elite shooter, but I've heard that from a lot of people. You know that he just he doesn't have. You know that's pretty much the the best thing that he offers. So. With that being said, like, what, what is an NBA comparison for Neesmith? Yeah, I mean, someone in the mold of, like, J.J. Redick, I think, is a pretty fair comparison. I've, I've had a hard time coming up with someone, but I would say someone, give or take, J.J. Redick. Yeah. And, I mean, look, you, you can never have enough shooting, especially when you have a guy like Luca, who, you know, we had Donnie Nelson on the pod earlier this week, and – he it felt like he was basically giving a pre free agency pitch <laughs> to, to all these guys uh, for Friday, uh, telling them that you know Luca is an open shot waiting to happen. So the more shooters you surround Luca with, you know the the more buckets you're going to get. And they already had the you know by the numbers and historically the most historic offense in NBA history by the numbers last year. Or so. I can't imagine what it would be like if they add even more shooting to that. Uh, So, anyway, moving on to number three. Yeah, so keeping with the theme with shooting, uh, Sadiq Bey is my number three player for the Mavs. Um, I love Bey. 
He's from Villanova, 3 and D, 6'8", can shoot over defenses really well, shot 45% from three. Um, I mean, he's the best way I can describe him is there's two outcomes for him. At the very worst, he's probably Milwaukee or Dallas with a little bit more efficient uh, Wesley Matthews. At his best, he's Portland Wesley Matthews, you know, elite three and D, one of the top role players. Um, And, you know, if the Mavs fell in love with the guy who had just come off an Achilles tear in Wesley Matthews, I can't see why they wouldn't fall in love with a guy like that is Portland Wesley Matthews without the Achilles tear. Right. And, you know, kind of, it's kind of also the theme with a lot of these guys, these guys, not only do they fit, would they fit well with the Mavs, but I assume that you're uh, factoring in that these guys could all contribute from day one. Correct. Yep. Day one readiness is probably the most important thing in this because otherwise there would be some of the big, big swing for the fences much higher. Right. Well, look, I, I'm not uh, – I, I would love to have Sadiq Bey. Uh, he's been one of the guys that since I started getting into these draft prospects, he's one of the guys I've really liked. Uh, I know some people have been kind of down on him, which for what reason, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's motor-related or what, but uh, I do think he'd be a great fit if he falls to 18. And he might be a guy that I would be – interested in the Mavs trading up for I know he's not a guy we're going to get to that later who you think they could trade up for but uh, I wouldn't mind if they ended up making a deal to where they had to trade up a few spots to get him if he's available but anyway all right number two I know who he is (laughs) he is my favorite prospect Um, all of Mavs Twitter is just like dying for this one to happen but I'll I'll let you go ahead with this one (laughs) yeah and I, I, I mean this as humbly as possible like, I, I'm so happy that Desmond Bain has finally gotten the attention that, like, I, I've been tracking him for two and a half, three years almost now. Um, I saw him, you know, against Kansas when I was watching for Devontae Graham in 2018. So nice. I, I've seen his game, you know, three years, th- like, I think 42% is his lowest three-point percentage uh, since he was a sophomore. Four-year player, pretty young for a senior. You know, he just turned 22 on the night that was supposed to be draft day. Um, but the the selling point with him is, you know, elite shooter. I, th- I have him as the best shooter. A lot of people say Neesmith. I go Desmond Bain, just the continued success. I think he can shoot from anywhere. His range is crazy. The form isn't the most conventional, but he has incredible touch, potential three-level score. Um, I, I just really love his fit with Dallas. And even with the negative wingspan, I'm willing to overlook it because he's built like a linebacker. Yeah, he's huge. And, you know, he even even with the negative wingspan part, he's still a good defender. And he can get to the basket. You know, like you said, he's he's an elite shooter. He's six six, I believe. Is that correct? Six five, six six, depending on who you ask and what yeah. day it is. <laughs> so I mean, I, I think I think he'd be an excellent fit next to Luca. You know, he's a he's a Dallas guy. Uh he's already made it known uh to the media that he would love to play next to Luca because he 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 acknowledges how much better Luca makes people around him. So he'd be a seamless fit, not just on the court, but I think off the court as well. And like you said, I'm really happy for him. And I'm happy for you too, man. You're getting a lot of love this week. And I mean, it's well-deserved. And I mean, you've been on the Bane train, like you said, for over two years now. And I mean, to see him, you know, catch fire with the the Mavs fan base like it has, I bet that makes you feel really good. And I'm really happy that it's happened. So uh, I'm definitely looking for that tonight. If they get Bane, I'm 
I'm going to be so happy. He, he's my number one yeah. prospect. I know there are some guys that, you know, have probably have better potential, but like you said, he's, he's probably the best shooter overall in this draft. Neesmith, he was a flamethrower last year, but it was just for one year. If you look at the year before, I mean, uh, the, uh, you know, the quantity wasn't there, but it, if you look at Bain for four straight years, he was just amazing. So I'm, I'm taking the, uh, what's the word? I'm taking the consistency with Bain over, you know, one year of Neesmith just torching the net. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, one, right. and one, one thing on that, sorry, just one last thing on Bain is yeah. the year he shot in freshman year, he shot below 40%. That was the last time. Uh, from three. <laughs> he had a whole different shot though. Like his footwork was totally different. He changed his footwork and he never stopped below forty percent from three. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a yeah he's an older prospect, and that obviously is going to contribute to him being in that range where the Mavs are drafting. But I think a guy like that, an older guy who has shown that consistency, and like you said, he shot over forty percent from three for three straight seasons. Now I think he's that's one of those guys who can step in and be a difference maker from day one. So uh, all eyes will be on that. You know, if, if we get to like 16, 17, and Bain's name hasn't been called, we're going to start uh, nervous sweating over here. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, we're going to move on now. It's the number one guy on your Mavs big board for number 18. Yeah, so I, I know a lot of people are probably surprised that it's not Desmond Bain, but uh, this guy just fits every need that the Mavs have, uh, especially like we had talked about with Precious. The defensive impact of Josh Green is just phenomenal. I think he has the best on-court motor um, in the class. He just does not give up on plays. My favorite play to highlight, I think it was against Washington in February. They were down nine points with like, two minutes to go. And he was still bringing – he was still pressuring. Like, everybody else was kind of just sagging off. They're like, yes, yeah, it's probably over. And he's just going hard. He is, he is giving the ball handler help from 94 feet all the way to the basket. And he just – he doesn't give up on plays. I think the motor is unteachable. He has incredible athleticism so he can recover, which I think is the most important thing for a wing. Um, and, I mean, yeah, he's – on offense, he's got the three-point shot, at least a percentage – and he has long arms. So it's it's really the dream combo of a wing that the Mavs could get, at least on yeah, paper. I, I agree with that. And Josh Green, I remember when you you posted your first uh, overall big board a while. It was about a month or a little over a month ago. And uh, Josh Green was the guy I had circled. You know, I, I did – I like Desmond Bain. I would be absolutely thrilled if the Mavs got him. But I do think overall – uh, Josh Green gives you not not only just you know the overall package what you were talking about but I think he has the potential uh, to get to that three point consistency or that that elite level that we think Desmond Bain is going to have uh, in the NBA. So I'd be thrilled with any of those five guys you mentioned. That's the good thing about this draft. You know, <laughs> there's not you know a lot of people have been down on this draft because there's not that you know surefire superstar talent. Uh, that's out there but I mean there's a there seems to be a lot of guys that are going to be really high quality role players for teams you know for many years going forward and especially in the wing department which you know in your your piece here you put that as the Mavs top need and you know we've been I feel like Mavs Twitter has been just screaming for the Mavs to draft <laughs> draft a wing 
these last couple of years. And then last year it was disappointing because you had a talent like uh, uh, Bobo at uh, – I forgot what pick they had last year, and then they traded down. Was it 37? Yep, 37. Yeah, 37. And, you know, they could have taken Bobo. You have your second team need as rim protection here. <laughs> They uh they passed on him, traded down, got Isaiah Roby, and I don't think Roby made it two months uh, on the roster before they <laughs> traded him for basically nothing. So I'm gonna get rid of those bad vibes. I'm hoping for for much better tonight, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But so moving on, so say they don't stay at eight at 18. Say they you know try to move up, which has been rumored that they're interesting interested in doing so what do you think i mean are you hearing anything or or what is your gut feel on who they might be looking to trade up to get so the only person who i've heard anything uh and this is light uh, so i hope i hope this does not get stretched into what it's uh, gonna sound like but the only person who i've heard the mavs really do like that they could trade up for and it's a big if if this guy falls is devin vassell um, I, I've heard the Mavs really like him, and I, I love his fit with Dallas. There's not a single team better uh, for him than Dallas. You know, he fits the wing defense. He is, in my opinion, a generational defender, uh, not player, just defender. Uh, him and Matisse Thibault, I think, are almost equal defensively as prospects. Ah, uh, now uh, you're I talking my language. And I would probably lean Vassell just because, as a prospect, we got to see um, we got to see Vassell in man-to-man. I like that a little bit more. There is more skepticism on my end from Thibault, but – uh, I really think he's perfect on that. And he's a good pull-up shooter, unbelievably high IQ. He'd be perfect under Rick Carlisle. There's just, there's nothing to dislike with the guy. He needs to add weight. That's probably it. And obviously the jump shot, I guess. The jump shot form got a little bit exaggerated, but I didn't think anything of it. Well, all you had to do to sell me on Vassell is compare him to Matisse Thibel because that was my guy last year. I knew the Mavs had like, less than 1% chance of <laughs> of drafting him last year because they didn't have a first round pick but I was just I was holding out hope like maybe he'd drop and you know he started out in that range that mid 30s late 30s range early on and then after March Madness and leading up to March Madness there's just just this wave of you know positive media around him and he he showed out in the tournament and everything and he <laughs> ended up being a a mid first round pick. And I was, I was very, very upset about that, but I, I would love to have uh, Vassell. And I think I agree. I, I think that's a guy that they could possibly uh, trade up for tonight, but you never know. I mean, they, they, they could stay where they're at. They could trade up. Uh, there's still the possibility that, you know, they could swing a trade for a couple of guys that, uh, we've talked about on the pod these last few weeks. Uh, Zach Levine, that's more of a pipe dream in my opinion. Victor Oladipo, I think that's more of a realistic uh, type of trade, even though I don't want the Mavs to give up any kind of draft capital in that trade. I think there's a lot of risk there with his uh, with his health concerns and, you know, he's a moody guy and all that. But uh, there's just so many options. Like, there, there's so many different ways this could go tonight. It almost makes your head spin. But – uh, but here, Richard, the last thing I want to ask you about before we take off here is I just want you to give me like the best case scenario for the Mavs with that number 31 pick if they keep it. 
Yeah, uh, I think there's two guys to watch. There's Elijah Hughes, who I, if you follow me on Twitter, like I am all in on him. Yeah, uh, you know he gets a big bias against him because Syracuse in his age, but I have him as twelfth on my board. I think he's a do-it-all wing. He's the classic wing teams need. You know, checks the box on defense. Uh, good athlete, can shoot the lights out. Three-level score, can handle the ball some. He ran a lot of offense. Uh, that would be a win. And then the other guy I would say is Emmanuel Quickly from Kentucky. Uh, you would never know that he was the SEC player of the year if you only followed the draft because Tyrese Maxey, <laughs> for a lot of people, is the only real prospect on Kentucky. Whereas in my mind, I, you know, the Kentucky thing where people say, you know, they break out in the NBA, like with Tyler Hero, you know, they get hidden a lot. I think that applies completely to Emmanuel quickly. I mean, 90% shooter from the line, 40 something percent from three, like I said, SEC player of the year, and he played out of position. So there's a lot right. to like in those guys. Well, I, I know more about Elijah Hughes just from following you than I ever thought I would. And I love the guy. I mean, I, I think I think you're right. That's probably, you know, one of the best case scenarios for them at 31 if they do keep the pick. I'm more skeptical of the Mavs keeping 31 than I am 18. Like, I feel like I feel like 31 might be used to offload a guy like DeLon Wright. I, I don't know that. I'm just speculating. But uh, we will see how it goes. But – Anyway, Richard, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, this has been fun. We've tried to do this for a while, and it's just been hard to squeeze it in, and I'm finally glad, you know, better late than never. We, we did it before the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, look, you put in a ton of work. You do a great job with it. Uh, like I said before, love seeing you get, you know, all this shine uh, the last few days and, and today as well. So keep up the good work, and we will have you on sometime in the near future. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you later, man. All right, guys. That's going to do it for another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to go leave us a nice review there. That really helps us out. Uh, before this week is over, you know, we will probably have close to six pods put up. And, you know, if, if you follow us, if you subscribe already, you know, we usually post one one a week, so we're really excited right now. There's a lot happening. We're trying to churn these out as, as fast as we can and, you know, bring you guys the best Mavs content we know how. So uh, thank you all for the continued support, and we will see you when we see you. We'll probably have another episode later tonight uh, with my coaching friend, uh, Drew Johnson. We've been friends for many, many years since, you know, we were both in fourth grade. Uh, and he has a great basketball mind, and uh, he is going to come on with myself and Matt Galatson uh, later tonight to recap what happens in the draft. So you guys have a good one. I know you're nervous, but, you know, we believe in Donnie. Donnie Nelson, Mark Cuban, Math front office. I think we're going to have a good night, guys, so we will see you later. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar Excited at the idea of being a true baller Riding in the bands of copper and pollen 
Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler This how we thinking life's supposed to be Media keeping all my friends close to me Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes I been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived Now step back and go on more of a letter I treat this rap game like it's target practice And I ain't even got an aim And might see headshots just for saying my name Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different Labels call my phone, but I'm lacking interest Ain't talk to my friends in a while Ain't smile like this in a while Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.